What up, what up? This is the Stick to What You Know podcast. I'm your host, Veronica Garza, and every week I will discuss actors and athletes that attempt to do music. It's so fun. I am very excited to introduce my special guest for this episode. She's a fellow lady comic. She is, how do I say it? Just fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised you made time to see me because you were always booked. It is Gina Bloom. Good evening. Um, always booked except this week. So I'm happy that you've given me something to do. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for being here. And you were just at the salon, so I'm going to mention how good your hair looks. I am very blonde. Um, I hope that energy is coming through the microphone right now. So <laughs> no, very you happy are. happy with it. Please tell me, who are, we, who are we going to discuss today? Oh, my God. Um, well, Veronica and I bit off a little more than we can chew. We're talking about the musical stylings of Mr. Russell Crowe today. Yes, Russell Crowe, and you're right. I honestly don't know much about him. And I know a lot about a lot of random celebrities. I know enough about him. I think that maybe my view or perspective of him has been tilted just in some aspect because I only remember him from Gladiator. Yeah. And up until now, and just his like problems like I guess getting kicked up hotels and getting arrested, throwing telephones doing like doing... little like bitch ass stuff yeah and stupid so shit right? I, I in my head I was like I don't want to see movies by this guy because I don't want to associate with that absolutely he sucks but <laughs> but I watched interviews with him now and I'm like now I think he's kind of cool I have to admit um this year when he did his um Art of Divorce auction where he... I was going to mention that. Where he did all that, where he auctioned off all his ex-wives and his stuff. And In like, March. And he sold like a, a used jock strap from that boxing movie he did. And I have to respect Cinderella that. Cinderella Man? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I he have said to it respect. still had like stains on it. <laughs> well, it has to be. It's more authentic that way. He used it way. for it. And he said it wasn't... I forgot what he said. It wasn't a jock strap, but it was something that went in front because it was it was a crotch protector. Oh, right. Yeah. It I was think, something. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I, I watched this. Well, for people who don't know what happened, he was divorced. Yes. And he decided to get rid of just all these things he purchased randomly. And it's mainly like sports and movie memorabilia. There was some really cool stuff there. I don't know if you saw, like he got, he bought one of the, the, the Grammy that Johnny Cash won for recording that live from Folsom prison. I didn't know that. And he said he has a story where he took shots with Ed Sheeran of bourbon from it, from the Grammy. (laughs) With Ed Sheeran of all people. Apparently him and Ed Sheeran are like besties. They have all these, times they just hang out and drink which that's when i was like hey russell crowe sounds kind of fun yeah until you hear him sing (laughs) that's true and we are we are having drinks yes because russell would want it cheers cheers because russell would like it that russell would appreciate oh yeah 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 this is strong yeah Yeah, that is this is definitely what strong like a gladiator (laughs) but for those who are unaware uh we are discussing the Actor Russell Crowe, yes, born in New Zealand, but moved to Australia at the age of four, and then went back and forth basically from there. He has won—is it two Academy Awards? Two Academy Awards, yeah, right. One for Gladiator, and then the other, the second for A Beautiful Mind. A Beautiful Mind. Did yeah. he win those two years in a row? I think he did. Actually, I think those were two years in a row. And I know he was nominated the year before for The Insider. Yeah, and I think he picked up another one for Cinderella Man, maybe. Really. And then um, he kind of did like 
tough guy Tony Scott roles after that. Like, just yeah. a lot of, like, spy boss type stuff. Right. He, and I want to not like him because of his actual, what he, it, it seems like, like, him getting arrested, he sounds like an asshole, but he's a talented guy. I have to say, um, <laughs> we, he, he I'm all is. about disagreeing. We can disagree. No, we can, dis- I'm not going to disagree. So here's the thing. Um, I'm trans, and when I watched Russell Crowe, he was like, like an idea of masculinity that I actually gravitated toward because he was sort of like uncompromisingly masculine. Right. And like, and I wanted that because I didn't want to be trans because that's a big fucking pain in the ass. Um, so I was actually a really big fan of his acting and I, um, for a while. And what movies or what, during what time was this? From like, um, I remember I saw him in this terrible movie where he plays a serial killer in virtual reality Oh, wow. Right. And he becomes real through, like, computer magic somehow. And he was young and thin. And, like, like, it was so confusing because on the one hand, like, he was like, I could be masculine in that way if I could just get my brain right. And on the other hand, he's, like, really hot. And I'm like, on on the other hand, I could, like, go for a piece of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was very confused from, like, an early age with Russell. And, like, through Gladiator and... um, Really, until he started doing like like the like the boss type stuff, and like he just became like, and I hate to sound shallow, but he like he, he got a gut. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and like it's like he's just not hot anymore. He just, he stopped working out, so <laughs> I lost interest. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I picked him, and because I always I I'd, I'd heard about his musical career, and like my brain blocked it out because I didn't want. <laughs> I didn't want it to be ruined, my image of him, which obviously it would have been. But he's he's been an actor since he was about like he's been in what like since he was like ten years old. Probably yeah, I think so. And yeah. he actually started going into music when he was fourteen. Yes, yes. Like his band was like thirty odd thirty odd foot, foot of, of grunts. grunts. Yeah, and like they were a band before he was famous for it. Like he was even like. A leading man, so they were. Yeah, they formed in like 1992. Yeah, yeah. And I, I listened to it, but even before that, when he was 14, it was he tried. What is his name? Was uh, Russ LaRock. Russ LaRock. Yeah, I read that. And I feel like that's the most like wannabe masculine name. That it's so masculine, it just ends up being really gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you just went all the way back around the circle. Yes, it, it like pings the meter and like breaks it. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking when you said that too about him being this masculine very form like him sticking to it i'm like you stick to it so long i'm like i just think you're gay yeah (laughs) i think you're overcompensating right but i'm not saying you were overcompensating russell crowe because now i get i get what you're about i get it but uh we do you have a favorite russell crowe movie you 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 watched a lot of films i did i um you're well versed in up until like like maybe 2006 or something like that i don't i'm not really sure um the timeline but I really liked him in The Insider because he took a lot of risks. Like, he, he did the whole, like, Sean Penn, like, um, thing where, like, he puts on a very, like, specific accent and he, pick, he puts on weight and he, like, makes his hair look bald. Dedicates to it. Yeah, and it was really good and I really good kind of, like, method actor performance. Yeah. And I thought that this is really cool. Like, he could be, like, one of these guys... Um, Sean Penn also. I don't know if they. I don't know if 
if you've done him yet, but he's also a terrible musician. Yeah, we haven't yet. But and that he's a horrible human being. Noted. By the way. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe I might refrain just because of. Yeah. 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 And anyway, off topic. But, you know, um, but yeah, the, I, I saw it and I was like, this is like, he was like smart. And he, but even though he was like not trying to be hot, he was still hot because he was like intense. So dedicated. And, and dedicated. And his character was like, um, very um conflicted and yet also had like this inner strength that would come out and it was felt like a very lived in performance like we weren't watching an actor act it was like watching something actually happening yeah i love when like you you know i haven't seen the insider i know what it's about yeah and kind of invested more time in it and research for this and i really want to see it but i don't know if i'm mentally ready because i know I have to sit down i can't get up and go into the bathroom in the middle of this movie i gotta like sit the whole time yeah and like at the time, it was mostly known as an Al Pacino movie because right. he was, like, the, the big name. It's Al but Pacino, like, yeah. It's Al Pacino. But, like, Al Pacino was just doing Al Pacino stuff. He was just making bug eyes. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's was, my Al Pacino. <laughs> he was hoo-hawing all over <laughs> that's exactly the cigarette it. industry. And, like, people kind of forgot that Russell Crowe's... I think he picked up, like, maybe a, a supporting actor nod. He did. He was nominated. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that was like, that's, like, my favorite Russell Crowe role. And, um, and it was really like weird because like, I remember telling my friends at the time I was presenting as a cis man and like, they were like, man, Russell Crowe's a really good actor. And I'm like, yeah, he is. And you know, I also kind of want to fuck him. But uh, <laughs> they didn't hear that part though. They're like, he's so dedicated. Yeah. This is how dedicated I am he's to the character, so to Russell Crowe. Uh, th- this movie, uh, I heard about that he was in, it was early nineties called Romper Stomper. Have you did, it's, I did see that. I um, you saw it because I want to see it, but I don't know if I'm mentally ready to it's, see it. It's a hard watch. I saw it in film school, um, and like it was an example of like movies that you could do for very little money. Um, and I think I don't know what it cost, but like it was part of this whole unit where we were seeing like Clerks and okay. movies that were filmed for like dirt cheap. This is before like. This is like early 90s. Yeah, yeah, this is before you could shoot movies on like iPhones and things like that. They just had their camera and just yeah. black and white and just yeah, gritty. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, I did. It's it's hard. I, I haven't seen it since college and I would be I would be a little frightened of it because it's, you know, it's about neo-Nazi right. characters and... Um, Four stuff. years before American History, History X came yeah, out too. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a rough one to watch. That was... Oh my God, that's so rough. Like, I... I those were rough movies when, like, Nazis were, like, some sort of, like, distant, like, Indiana Jones villain. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine watching them now. Yeah, I can't. But it, it's it's just intense. I, I was trying to watch some of Romper Stomper today here at work because it's on Amazon Prime for free. Plug oh. Amazon Prime because I don't want to pay that $100 next month. That's right. It's, it looks good, though. I will invest in it. I will watch a good movie. But I know it's something that I'm, like... I'm, I need to watch cartoons after. Oh, and, like, yeah. Cleanse my palate. I remember him being very um, convincing. He plays the villain in yeah. that one. So. He's really good in it. Yeah. And apparently that role is how American directors cast him. Like from The Insider and even from Gladiator, they everyone remembered him from yeah. Romper, Romper Stomper. And they were like, we're, we're getting him in the movies. This guy's the thing. So, I mean, he did, he did a great job. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. He got... I'm, I don't know the timeline exactly, but I'm pretty sure he got the computer magic serial killer virtual reality movie based on <laughs> what his... What is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to learn the name. I'm just going to call it that. The computer magic virtual reality serial killer movie. I'm sure there's a much simpler title 
out there, but um, that's what I ever want to <laughs> That's what I, it is to me. That's what it's going to be to me now because yeah. I can't, that's the first time I'm aware of it. Yes. And I can't say I've seen him in a lot of movies. I've seen him, I can recall him in this one movie that you immediately brought up when I, we talked about Russell Crowe and singing. It was uh, Les Miserables. Oh, yeah. Les Mis. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, the infamous... <laughs> Javert? The infamous Javert. Inspector Javert. Um, oh, boy. Did you did you see it in the theaters? I did not see it in the theaters, but I did, um, I did see it and promptly um, tried to forget him from it. But then in... In advance of this, um, I I reacquainted myself in it. Well, I have a clip here. Oh, wonderful! I'm gonna play you a quick clip, please. Would you love to listen to this? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hand you the headphones. Thank you. I just I pulled it up because I wanted to be reminded because I hadn't. I've only seen Les Mis once, and it was in the theater. Yeah. With and it was funny because I was in near Lincoln Center, and there was a row of like very gay men laughing their ass off every time he sang. I, and they were like, they're like, mm-mm. I, I, I'm actually jealous. I would have loved that experience. And it was, and I mean, but like Miz was amazing, but I pulled up a clip of him. Okay. With, oh my goodness, this With one. Jean Valjean. Yes. A.K.A. Hugh Jackman, an yes. Australian, or kind of fellow Aussie because Russell Crowe isn't, but he, I don't know if he's got a citizenship because he mainly it's was It's like Australia. the same sort of like same, region of the world. Same yeah. region, yeah. So here it is. Javert releases prisoner 24601. Prisoner 24601. <laughs> On parole. So you ready? Okay. Yes. And please let me know what you think. Now prisoner 24601. Oh your time is up and your parole's begun. You know what that means. Yes. Is it weird I'm still attracted to Hugh Jackman here? No. Follow to the so it's like, um, when Russell Crowe got ugly for the, the insider, he jacked into the same thing here, and he's still hot. Right? When they get ugly, they're hot. Oh, maybe it's the money. My sister's child was close to death. We were starving. You'll starve again unless you learn the meaning of Does the Does it hurt to watch both of them the on the screen the together? Because uh, one is a delight. I know, it does. It If there weren't singing involved, I could understand casting him, but, like, why pick one of Hollywood's most notorious terrible singers? Aesthetically, he looks great in that blue. He, he does. Look how good his eyes and, pop in it. Wow. And he, like, got back into shape for this, too. I'm very impressed. He looks like the young Russell Crowe again. <laughs> oh, my God. It hurts to watch this. It sometimes. does. And it's... And, like, poor Hugh, he lost, like, 50 pounds to, like, do this scene with Russell Crowe, and he can't even sing in tune. Do you think maybe they asked Russell Crowe also to lose some weight, and he's like, no, guys, I'm good. Yeah, we may have. He's like, I <laughs> I did that, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to have some other clips for you. Oh, I can't wait. I'm changing the format for this one just because it's Russell Crowe. The and... breadth of his musical career. Yeah, because also I feel like it would be rude to have you sit through an entire song of it. <laughs> Also that, yes, thank you. I think that would be very mean. I can't do that to you. I think you're great. So what's interesting, too, is that's a scene with Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman when actually Russell Crowe was yeah. offered the part of Wolverine. Really? And he passed it up. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. 
Yeah, which... me with my Russell Crowe fetish. <laughs> I did not know that, and I, I had a little bit of a Hugh Jackman fetish after X Men. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like who didn't? Right. Did I tell you the time I was running? I, I tell people this every time. I've seen Hugh Jackman here in New York City. I wow. was running on the West Side Highway. It was, oh, it had to have been maybe my first year, the end of my first year here. So this was like almost seven years ago. I'm running on the West Side Highway. I just, I had just done, I was on like mile four of a great six mile run, humble brag. And I'm running on the West Side Highway. So I'm running north and I look to the left of me and I see this just solid piece of this muscle and a black of man. t-shirt. Yeah. And, I'm, and I mean a black like button down, just short sleeve with sunglasses on. And he like looks to the left and the, the water, like the, just, it's right there perfectly behind him. And he's just like built and I can fit into like his pec muscles. And he has a rugby ball in his oh, hand. Oh, of course he did. And his two kids were there. Oh, and it could not have been any more perfect. Like I was like, I go, oh, oh my <laughs> I kind of, um, I'm surprised I didn't bust my ass running in front of him. And, I, and all I could say was, I saw you, Jackman. And he lives over there. I know that much. But it's it's the only time my mother has ever been like, did you take a photo? Like, oh. she never comments on my Facebook post. But she commented on this because she loves her some Hugh Jackman. And he, well, whew. I am going to have to take up running in that neighborhood. Well, oh, <laughs> what is it? Leslie, my girlfriend, also was on a, working on a shoot once with him. He Hugh Jackman sets a time sets time every day in the afternoon for meditating. And they have every production has to stop well when you look like that you can get away you can get away with that kind of stuff right he is a delight good for him and i to get back to the man of the hour russell um, crowe russell crowe um man that 24601 scene is hard oh boy (laughs) um in preparation i i watched um and or listened to all of the songs that he's featured in or most of them anyway um this oh, Elvin Lemus. In Lemus, yeah. Okay. And there's this one, and then there's um, his big numbers toward the middle and end, like his suicide number. So funny, by the <laughs> way. So funny. So funny. Oh, I my God. I how much you laugh right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's I, so funny. Tell me. Go ahead. Sorry. I was I was in, like, an Uber on the way here, and, like, I I played it, and, like, the, the gentleman that was driving me spoke very little English, and he was just wondering, like, who is this weird person, like, just laughing on their headphones because he's like like the the note he holds in the suicide song yet the climactic like he's killed whatever he says he just he he holds a note there at the climax right and like i just lost it and i lost it every time i heard it watching it is hilarious yes that that and like it's so good (laughs) that two for 601 clip is very painful but it's that's where i'm looked down right Yes, look down. And it's doing that um that speak singing thing they did in that movie where like there's no there's no spoken dialogue. They're just like having a conversation in the song. And that's hard. That's hard for Hugh Jackman. Even he's like kinda of struggling, you know, making notes out of those out of that dialogue. But like man, it's like, oh my god, it's just prisoner two four six oh one Remember my name <laughs> Remember my name. <laughs> I am Javert. <laughs> oh my God! Stop, stop. You're like verbatim, word for word, on it. Too. I, it's so good. It's burned into my memory forever. I and apologize, but also I kind of don't. <laughs> no, that's because we're making comedy gold here uh, out of 
out of Russell Crowe out of Russell Crowe's comedy gold. We're, we're turning comedy gold into comedy gold. because yeah. it was already funny. It was given to us for free. Yes, but oh, Jesus Christ, that's hard. Um, I did you hear this thing um, where there was like a Twitter fight with Adam Lambert contemporaneously? Really? Yeah, I was reading this no. uh, on, in the car. Um, what with Russell Crowe? Yeah. Oh, he he is notorious. He loves Twitter. Yeah. He yeah. really likes that. So I tweeted at him before we recorded this episode. Oh, wonderful. We're going to discuss your music. Thank you, Mr. Crow, for giving us so much to talk about. I've heard he's very active on Twitter. I can imagine. He seems um, like the type. Well, he said something about, I guess there was an article a couple years ago that, like, Gothamist or, not Gothamist, but something like those, what was uh, Gawker put out? Yeah. That yeah. Gawker released was an article about all the celebrities that are Scientologists okay. and he his picture showed up on it he saw it someone tweeted it and he read the tweet and he was like that's bullshit and he thinks it's great because he can then tell his how many millions of followers be like this is a lie and he goes it's done yeah which is smart sure good for yeah. him if you're shutting down lies yeah, great exactly. but please tell me more about this um, Twitter spat between I just, Adam Lambert Adam Lambert and um, Russell Crowe, well, Adam Lambert criticized the casting of Russell Crowe and a couple other people in the movie, I think. Um, maybe Amanda Seyfried, which seemed a little harsh because she's actually a pretty good vocalist. Don't, I was going to say, don't hurt. I love her. No. I love her so much. Oh. I, I, I met her uh, at Cafe Earth in Los Angeles, name drop, and um, she's yeah. just, like, a, just a lovely human being. But his criticism mostly geared toward Russell Crowe about um, casting people who don't sing in Hollywood musicals like she grew up though doing like I don't think yeah. Adam Lambert really knows Amanda Seyfried's story um I think right? he just like wanted to like be bitchy just be bitchy and be relevant and I'm like yeah notice I, I almost forgot who Adam Lambert is. almost forgot almost it was, forgot. this is 2012 so like he's like closer to his fame was, at that was actually relevant yeah yeah this I'll is. say it oh, okay but that's right come at us so Adam he Lambert. so he's he's <laughs> Complaining so he, about the casting. So he criticized the, the casting of, of, of non-musical actors in, in these musicals. And then Russell Crowe got into, like, a fight with him on Twitter. And I just think that is wonderful. I think, because it's like, you don't really want to root for either of them. You're just, like, happy that it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> just happy that there's a world where Adam Lambert and, and Russell, Russell Crowe Crow. can argue over a computer. On, on Twitter. Well, on it's Twitter. Russell Crowe's thing now. It's yeah. By way of computer. Apparently so. <gasps> That's why. Oh, my gosh. I just connected him so much. <clears throat> That's so great. When you first saw Les Mis, did is that the part that... Would you say that's the worst part of it? That with Russell Crowe was the worst part of it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's it's an inconsistent movie anyway. Um, I mean, Les Mis as a musical is inconsistent. Like, it's, right. it's all spectacle. And it's, just, it's like, there's not a lot of... There's, like, emotion, but it's, like, you're being told to have emotion, right? Right. Like, but It's manipulative. But, um, <laughs> but it's fine, because it's, it's a good time. Um, and I actually <laughs> read... I, I read the novel, because I'm a nerd. Really? Yeah. I, I would love to read the novel. It's a, it's a fucking telephone book. Like, any of those, I like... I would love it, yeah. Yeah. But um, it was a long time ago. Like, I was, like, maybe 14 at the time. So, I, like, I knew the story, and, like... I, um, well, that's got to be hard, too, because you read the book. Yeah, yeah. It was like, but like it's so long ago that I only have like a vague sort of like recollection of it. Okay. But um, you know that that clip you played from from Look Down, it's it's hard because that's the really the first. I mean, that is Javert's introduction. Mm-hmm. And so they're so they're 
punching you. Russell Crowe's punching you in the face from like from like the very first note he sings. He's Bring like, it, Cinderella man. Right. He's like, I'm Russell Crowe, bitch. Mm. <laughs> and like it never lets up. And like even though he's you know supporting role and he he disappears for stretches of the film, you know that once that like Darth Vader music starts playing, that he's gonna, he's gonna like pop there. up and like there's gonna be more. And then like most of his songs have that sort of like stuttery like like tough guy weird like beat to it except for um stars right which is his like emotional number <laughs> which is just as terrible in a totally totally different way i never thought i would say i enjoyed sasha baron cohen way more than i enjoyed russell crowe <laughs> the in a musical movie. stylings of sasha baron cohen future episode of this podcast <laughs> probably <laughs> But and that is, I'm so, I'm so glad. I think I'm glad. I mean, I obviously want to talk so much now about Les Mis because we were talking about it before we started recording, just Anne Hathaway in it is like perfection. Of course. And uh, yeah. And this is like, this is her like Oscar win. And you know, Oscar wins are not necessarily like indicative, indicative of, of quality, but this was like, like, this is Anne Hathaway's like moment to like give people a reason to care about her. Yeah. Like, like you know, Anne Hathaway was like not very well liked by most of humanity right. until like this happened until this until this role and like um which i thought was kind of harsh because she's very good in rachel getting married Ra- i was gonna say rachel getting married she's so good in oh. that. she's so good in that i love her in that um but having her in this film doing in this academy award-winning yeah. performance with russell crowe who has two academy awards yes. and he brings shit to the table <laughs> he brings shit to the table like <laughs> how is that even possible i don't know and, and he can get away with it like i don't know how like they cast him because he had <laughs> it's like maybe they heard he had a rock band but they weren't really sure they didn't actually like google Did they it. listen to right. it <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh russell crowe was once had a rock band cool um get his agent like did you not hear um his horrible music because like there are plenty of like hard ass guys that they could have cast that would have been good singers. Yeah. That would have or if not good singers that at least would have been able to like bring personality to the vocals. Right. Which is I mean you heard it. It's it's like it's it's like a brick wall of of garbage. <laughs> it's a bit of a mixed metaphor, but I hope you understand what I'm getting at. I, I like, totally I know and I agree with you. And it's weird that He's known for the shit performance because for 20 years prior to this, he's a singer. Yeah. He's yeah. And so I pulled up this song that came out in 1982. He was like 14. Oh, my God. And he it was released under the name Russ LaRock. And the oh, song is called deep. I Just Want to Be Like Marlon Brando. Oh, so my goodness. Have you listened to it? I have not. This will okay. be a surprise. I won't, I won't torture you with a full minute, but maybe 30 seconds. Let's do it. Yeah. Alright, and it's not a video, so I'm just gonna play okay. it for you. Let's give you some volume. You ready? R- Russell Rock. Russell Rock. Oh, this is kind of groovy. <laughs> it's 82. <laughs> I like how you're like, I like this one. Oh, it's not good anymore. <laughs> he started singing. He started singing. He sounds like he's karaoke himself. Oh gosh, I'm losing, I'm losing you. All right, uh-huh. you good? 
Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. stop it now because I'm yeah. not gonna subject you to the whole thing. Just wanna be like Marlon. Br- I mean, it's got a bumpy tune. What? It's, yeah. It's got. It's catchy. It's catchy. It's got a catchy tune, but like, I think he's going for like an Elvis thing or something like that. Just thought he was trying to do like some little like. Well, he's 14, so he's obviously mimicking whatever he. Knows yeah, about yeah. I, like, I don't want to like bag on a 14 year old because God knows. If you heard the stuff I did when I was 14. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I was like, I believe I have some like tape recorder music <laughs> from from my junior high days. But like <laughs> Russell Rock. Russell Rock. Um I really appreciate that name. And right? He, How good is that? That's a that's a good name. I that's, love that name. That's a good if it weren't if it weren't already halfway taken, it's a good pro wrestler name. Right? I like it. If I were ever famous, that would be the name I check into hotels under. It reminds me of that um, that documentary, um, Air Guitar Nation. Oh wow! With <laughs> did you see this? No, but as someone who once participated in the Air Sex Championships, I understand. Oh, so there was like this documentary about the Air Guitar Championships. Those things are intense. Yeah, and like the the bad guy, there was like a good air guitar guy, and there's a bad air guitar guy, and I never forget the the bad guy because he was like trying to be um, like the hives. He was like. Like the <laughs> that's jeans. a very yeah. specific a very reference it's a like very time and place reference two, between 2006 and 2008 yes i know yes, this exactly this is no no, you, no this is my bad that's too late it's more between 2002 and 2004 yeah sorry yeah sorry. definitely in in that area and his name was bjorn Tarok. and um, oh gosh <laughs> i just got that <laughs> yeah i just got it and the wrestler rock kind of re- immediately reminded me of bjorn Tarok. So, we should like write our own side story now, like so, how they're related. Or yes, something. yes, they're, they're cousins, they're rock cousins. And I just want to be like Marlon Brando. So obviously, um, I guess that's eighty-two. So I can understand. Yeah, because I mean, Godfather. Brando is—he's not in his like Doctor Moreau phase, no. right? <laughs> not quite yet. No, that's still like ten, twelve years later. Yeah, still a little bit further to go. So, like, I guess, yeah, if you're that thinking. Makes sense. I mean, he's still like he's still like a, a magnetic presence. He'd been aged at that point, but like, anyway, not to deconstruct why he a fourteen year old would want to be like Marlon Brando because he was like a cool guy, I guess. But um, <laughs> in eighty two, it just. But do you think Russell sounds good in this? Cause... I think for a fourteen year old, <laughs> that's true. I think he. Um, I would if I were listening to fourteen year old Russell Crowe, I would be like. Well, kid, sounds pretty good. <laughs> well, kid. Sounds pretty good. Um, stick with it. See how it goes. But also, maybe look at trade schools. <laughs> Always have a plan B. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, take your SAT still. So, like, so this was 82. Okay, 82. Ten years later, he forms a band. Yes. And... It's called 30 Odd Foot of Grunts. 30 Odd Foot of Grunts. And, or it's abbreviated to T-O-F-O-G. Yes. Fog. To Fog. I don't know. I guess. It's an Australian rock band. And they released, what, like, full, what, three full-length records? Yeah, apparently. And went on tour. Yeah, in 2001, they had, like, a sold-out world tour. That is uncanny when you hear what they did to music. (laughs) <laughs> that the entire world would be like, let's hear this, and actually sell out whatever room they were in. Like, 
And it converted later to the ordinary fear of God. So he could st- Russell Crowe and T O F O G. Yeah, I guess so, right. The good for him. Acronym still works out. Did he just do that on purpose? I feel like he did. I uh, obviously he did. All I just got to say is that Gladiator must have been a really good fucking movie. <laughs> did you not see Gladiator? No, I, I haven't I did. seen it either. No, I did. Oh my god. Did, okay, because I purposely didn't see it. Oh, it's fine. But I'm just saying that, like, to the rest of the world, it must have been like a, an amazing fucking experience where they're like. Man, I got to see this guy play some bar music. <laughs> like, this fucking Roman this gladiator. Really I'd love to see him play some shitty guitar music. This is so good. He tells some story where he was in Rome and he was at some store and he came out, like, he went inside the store and then when he came out, there were all these lines of people just like packed the block. And he came out and he's like, what, What's the. What's going on? And some Italian guy was like, You're going on, gladiator! <laughs> so he, wonderful, wonderful. I guess he had no... He, he had, I mean, but at the end of the day, you're in a Ridley Scott film. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, dude. And yeah. he's been in what? I don't know how many Ridley Scott films he's been in, but like... I think he went in quite a bit. Like, yeah, once they formed like a nice little relationship. I That was... That sort of period where I kind of lost interest in the guy when he started making like... Big epic like i don't know he played some movie where i think he's like someone's boss at the cia and like he just had like shaggy hair and glasses and like i don't want to watch this and like um back in that like period when like tony scott and ridley scott were making like movies like like that (laughs) but um yeah i can totally see like at the time like him just like being like flabbergasted because he was like he was not a big star Prior to Gladiator, he was just a working actor. And then, right. Like, then all of a sudden, he was like the biggest thing for Worldwide. a while. Worldwide. Yeah. He went from Australia to the U.S. and the yeah. fucking world. Global. And and during none of this, he he didn't quit singing. Apparently, like, the grunts. <laughs> the, the grunts were grunting what the is, whole time. What did you say to me? You're like, he is a terrible singer. <laughs> you just said it straight He's up. It was very honest. He's a terrible singer. He's a terrible singer. I mean, really? we already heard him this you know butcher lloyd Webber, and i yeah. what i from what i can tell his his singing peaked at age 14 <laughs> is what i'm saying he, he's been riding these he's, fucking oscars he's never gotten any better than russell rock I, if he wants to make a comeback then he needs to resurrect <laughs> russell rock i i listened to a couple of songs i don't hate them because i've heard worse in this podcast so oh i'm sure yeah. but i don't i don't think they're great they remind me of in the 90s, I guess, like, if you were to go to maybe, like, a random, like, festival, like, if I were to go to, like, a barbecue festival, and yeah. all day they just have, you know, <laughs> you have, like, a, like, a music tent, and you just go in the musical tent while you're eating your ribs, right. and it's just this random guy this is... who happens to be Russell Crowe. Yeah. He's no Bacon Brothers, I'll tell you that, yeah. but... Uh, I will take your word on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, like, I was talking to someone about this in preparation for it, I was talking to a friend, and I was, like, like, his band sounds like Toad the Wet Sprocket. You know, it's mm-hmm. like this anonymous 90s style rock. Even Vip, well, That's exactly it. Even well after, that was like out of fashion because he was still making, I, I mean I've seen like 2015 <laughs> he's like making the same sort of like what's Toad the Wet Sprocket music. I love that you made that reference. But like but but without like the vocal artistry of 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 the toad guy you know like you can't sing russell is what is all i keep hearing yeah 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 it's like 
Do you think he has a voice like coach? That's a good question. Because you, you would think someone would be like, hey, I would feel better knowing that he was too stubborn to get a vocal coach and to be like, I got this, I sing, I'm good, as opposed to knowing that someone worked with him and this is the end product. Yeah. I think you may be right because I'm reminded of that Twitter spat with Adam Lambert. <laughs> and he said something to the effect, and this is, I'm trying to make this as direct quote as possible. He said that the vocals were not meant to sound professional. They're meant to sound raw and emotional in the moment. Okay. And he's an actor. I guess expect. that's an explanation, but it's kind of like, and I don't know when this will come out, but it's kind of like Rudy Giuliani keeps re-explaining what he said. Like that's <laughs> That'll end. still be, a, a, that, that's not going to change. So <laughs> yeah, right. That'll still be happening. Okay, yeah. cool. And like, that's an explanation, I guess, but it doesn't detract from the <laughs> from the overall lack quality. of aesthetic quality. Oh, is this terrible? Like, what kind of excuse it, you come up with? I call it quality and you're like, lack of quality. Yes. I was like, low-grade quality? Yes. But you know what? We're not even going to define it by quality. But this, act, this ba- getting back to this band, 30-odd foot of grunts, they were successful. They were. They were yeah. successful. That's so weird. So weird. He's, he's a... I keep... I want to give him shit, but the more I find out, I'm like, wow, this guy is just fucking a... Just getting it all and like when i was googling and i was reading like wikipedia articles um and i didn't really click into them but if you google like 30 odd foot of grunts or or whatever his band is called now and you would see like like fan communities and like people who are into it and like people who are sharing like tour pictures what are they called like grunters grunts S- something like that uh because I know Pearl Jam fans are Pearl Jammers. So is yeah. Grunners? Yeah. I, I don't know if they have a name. Um, in the even feet? Even foot? I don't know. Russell Crowe's cousins? I, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, like, yeah. It's like there's, like, there is some internet presence where people are following um, Russell Crowe's bands. And they're putting, like, and, like, there's, like, YouTube links. And, like, people are posting, like, live performances. It's like, these are, like, fish heads. Yeah. These yeah. are, like. They're like crow, pe- so would we be like murders? Yes, yes, <laughs> murders, murders, exactly. Which is what he does to music. He, he, true to his name, as the crow does, he murders music. Wordplay. We, we're on it. So, right. so gold. Would you please listen to a song by Thirty Odd Foot of Runts? I've been doing it all day. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Um, uh, once again, I will not subject you to a full minute of it maybe just like 30 to 45 seconds oh, absolutely of the song called sail those same oceans oh i seen this one this is always on a boat yeah this, this is i thought i thought it was like master and commander or whatever i thought it was too yeah i thought it was i think maybe he rented the master and commander boat probably did he can afford it yes all right here we go let's play it this video is so good it's not great but oh it's good in its way in yeah. its own way you're right I legit was like, this is Master and Commander. This it, no, it totally is. I'm pretty sure they just, like, took the boat out on the weekend. The lease was still on it, guys. Yeah. Give me it. They're like, Russell needs the boat. Yeah, Russell needs the boat. Oh, Master and Commander here. <laughs> See, this? it sounds like Toad the Wet Sprocket is yeah. what I'm saying. I'm so glad you put the, except, the actual name to it. Except the lead singer died, and they just, and they picked, like, the tow truck driver to sing. Which they, maybe Russell should have done. Yeah, you're right. This that's like he's wearing weekend wear. Yeah. She took it away. I just see this as like 
Like a four minute, like, humble brag that he has access to this boat. They look like they'd go on tour with our they, lady peace. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the guy in the cowboy hat? I don't know. And how many grunts does he take up, I wonder? <laughs> is, is he the equivalent of three foot of grunts? <laughs> we're, we're an even band. We're an even band. Alright, so, how's he doing? Oh, he's... Yes. I'll turn it off for you. I, won't, you. I got you at a minute and a half. That's, <clears throat> that... That's all you should have. The trumpeter, though. Oh my god. <laughs> we missed the trumpeter. Oh, oh yeah. That is the... I heard yeah. some other song where the climax of the song, um, where there's like a trumpet break in it, and it's it, you know, one of those moments where I like laughed <laughs> in out the Uber loud. or in the lift. In the yeah, actually I did. Um, my um, fine Chinese Uber driver is like, what is what is what is this chick doing? Yeah, what is what is this crazy American doing? <laughs> laughing like an idiot in my car. Um, but no, the, oh my god. Okay, so. Um, so that's Russell Crowe singing like you know like your dad's playlist right there and <laughs> in the 2000s in the 2000s and um and he's on like this fucking boat and it's like that's, that's all I could pay attention to when I watch this and then we watch it again it's like check it out I'm on a boat and like I don't know if you've heard the term yacht rock oh wow no I have not you have not please okay so share with me tell me tell me what this is this so, is the first time I've heard um it. I think I got exposed to this in one of those like I love the 80s things bh1 specials yeah yeah they were talking about this video um by crosby stills and nash i remember because i my friend had the song and it's just a video of them on a yacht and like i always think duran duran yeah duran duran kind of but it's like the sort of like the kind of like old man like laid back wearing dockers type music duran duran obviously was on many yachts yeah but like they're a little they're a little too gay for yacht rock i think but um But, like, Yacht Rock is, like, is like Doobie Brothers. Like, a friend of mine um, was, a, like, a groupie for... This is so stupid. A friend of mine was a groupie for Vertical Horizon. <laughs> this is wonderful. And the, Somewhere there. Yeah. Again. Don't give... I love that song. I know. I I did, too. Um, and I was a little jealous because she slept with the entire band. But, um, <laughs> but like, the drummer for Vertical Horizon became, like, the tour drummer for Doobie Brothers. And everything you want. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And like, but like, what I, what I understand is like, Doobie Brothers gets paid like a like a hundred thousand dollars a performance. Yeah. To go and like play at these like old rich dudes like estates. That's like their whole business. Yeah. So like, it's like stuff like that. It's like those like old bands that were like relevant to like, you know, My people parents. from the sixties. Yeah, or like whatever, like the early seventies and. um and like now they just get paid to play state fairs and they get paid a lot of money, so it's like still getting paid. But they got the name Yacht Rock from that Crosby Stills and Nash video where they're on a yacht. So Russell Crowe is on like the eighteen hundreds equivalent of a yacht. <laughs> so obviously He is a branch of it. He's a branch of Yacht Rock. He's like period yacht rock. <laughs> I love it. I had no idea and I'm going to go into a deep wormhole tonight well, on Yacht Rock. I'm full of information that serves nothing that, so hence the existence of this podcast for there me you so go. so you were in a good place <laughs> we are like minds that's where I, we get along. i'm happy to teach <laughs> i love that that you share that with me so i'm i'm going to take i'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you are not a fan of russell crowe's music oh 
Absolutely not. No, I would try <laughs> to find like an ironic like joke on that. Like, I'd rather go to a French prison for twenty years for <laughs> stealing a loaf of bread. Look down. <laughs> right. I'll look down after admitting I watched a video of this. It's, it is the day of your parole. <laughs> I sh- and we should re-record and sing as if we it's sh- lame Miss. We should. We should. Thank then, you for doing this today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll, we'll, we'll outro on Look Down. I think we'll, we'll do some improv. Yeah. So what if he wants to do another album? What would your comment, what would your thought be on that? Oh, I'm sure like he has plans for it. Because <laughs> he's not doing anything else. I don't know. He's getting drunk with Ed Sheeran. He's going to be inspired he's, to do music. Apparently, he's getting drunk with Ed Sheeran. A lot. That's what they do. Oh, wow. I could see them doing, like, um, like a collaboration. I would like right? to see... I would like to see Russell, Ed, and um, and Pharrell <laughs> get, like, really high on drugs and, like, rip off um, a Marvin Gaye song like they did with <laughs> their lines. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, like, have... And then have like a copyright suit against Russell Crowe. That's like my that's like my dream. Oh, wow, it's like a very <laughs> very specific, very specific dream. But I, I think he'll just make more shitty like guitar music. That's, that's my wow. prediction. Steven Seagal does the same thing. That's oh. you know, but the thing is, Steven Seagal actually plays a pretty good guitar. Really? Yeah. That's it's so weird to find that stuff out, right? That is that is that's like when you find out that that John Mayer is actually kind of. A funny actor. Yeah, that annoys me. It's so. It's why. Annoys why me. don't yeah, that, don't do that? You want to get me angry? I'll be like, yeah, be quiet. I know. That's like the. It that's like me. the the flip side of your of your podcast will just be <laughs> every episode will be about John Mayer. Oh, I could keep talking about how much I just dislike that he actually has talent, but I don't mind Russell Crowe, but that I'm not going to listen to it. Absolutely not. That's it's it's just like it's just like white music. It's just like yeah. It's just bland white bread. It's I don't like care. It's bread. not. It's not. I and I can't have gluten, so I definitely will stay away from it. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank today. you. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> this is so great. Please plug your social media. You're all. You have. You run a show. Yes. Um. So you can find me on Instagram uh, at Gina Bloom J E E. N A B L O O M. Um, Twitter, hey Gina Bloom. Yeah. Um, I run a, a monthly uh, queer and allied comedy show at the Toolbox Bar uptown. We are usually the third Wednesday of every month, sometimes the fourth. Uh, I have a new show, a new monthly coming out on Monday for this podcast. It should be about the first or second Monday of every month um, okay. called Bunt Cake, and it is a showcase for female and non-binary identifying comedians that contribute to the new um, comedy zine called Bun Cake also. Okay, so, where is this going to be? It's going to be at the Pit Loft on okay. Monday night. Um, and if you're out in the world, you can see me June 1st at the San Diego Comedy Festival. What? I'm, I'm a busy lady. Yes, you are. You're always out. It's like, I'm glad I got you here today. Thank you again for doing this. Thank you. And Russell Crowe, I will tweet this at you. Uh, so I know you'll see it. Um, you know what? Go, I'm I'm not gonna say stop. I'm just gonna say you know what? I'm not gonna pay attention to it. I'm just gonna say, bring back Russell Rock. Yeah, bring back. You know what? You're right. Bring Russell back Rock. Russell Let's Rock. campaign to bring yes. back Russell Rock. Reunion. You wanted to be like Marlon Brando. Now you look like him. So <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. You ate Marlon Brando. Yes.
I think we can end on that. I think we can. All right. Thank thanks you. so much, Gina. And everyone, until next time, later. Let's try on the